Hello, y'all. Welcome to another episode of Room 1710. Today, I got a very special guest with me. Uh, she is the host of Through Teenage Eyes, also an aspiring neurosurgeon, fellow teenager, uh, junior in high school. Got that correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, Taylor Falwell. Hi, guys. I'm Taylor. <laughs> All of the above, what he said, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so today uh, I wanted to invite Taylor because... Uh, I believe her podcast is very special. Um, she gives a perspective of, you know, through a teenage eyes. Uh, I think a lot of times, especially us as adults, we kind of forget um, how it is to be a teenager. Um, and so, you know, her podcast is very great. And so I wanted to invite her to talk about everything. But how are you doing today, Taylor? I'm doing well. How about you, Jarvis? Yes, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. So can you first... Tell me, I guess, what inspired you to start your podcast? Well, kind of back in the summer of 2020, when everything like the pandemic and the movement of Black Lives Matter really hit like its peak, I kind of felt like I wasn't doing anything and it seemed like other people were. And so I kind of had like an idea, you know, maybe I should do a podcast and talk about it. But it just never like I never had the confidence or the you know the motivation or a drive to just do it right then and there so like later on this march i was like you know teenagers are never heard and we try to talk to an adult they're always like well you don't understand because you're a teenager like people don't they're not gonna get what you're saying mm-hmm. or they're gonna like be like oh you're right though but you're a teen so it doesn't really matter i'm not gonna say you're right yeah so i thought like other teens probably feel this way too so let me just share it and see if anyone else has the same opinion as me okay yeah i can definitely understand that i felt those same exact feelings when i was a teenager um, I even think about, like, there's that old song by Will Smith, like, parents just don't understand. And so it still, I'm pretty sure, applies to you this day, and that's why you yeah. started it. So I definitely see that. Okay. That's great. Um, so I guess tell me a little bit more about yourself. Like, you know, how's your day-to-day life in school? Well, day-to-day life in school has been different because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. There's less human interaction. You know, you don't talk to your friends as much. Your teachers kind of suck. Not, like, they don't suck personally, but when it comes to, like, teaching, they don't know how to do this online thing, which is understandable. Like, we don't know how to learn online. So everyone was kind of in, like, a, there's problems and no one knew how to solve them. So people just got, like, grades got hurt, you know. People's motivation in school kind of just got a lot harder than it already is. But since we're going back, I think it's going to be a little easier, but they're still changing it. So it's going to be an adjustment for everybody. Okay, yeah, it's very, this whole thing is like very new to a lot of people, so I can only imagine how it is just to, you know, teach, because I hated learning online, like, you know, in college we had online classes, I know that's typically easy for a lot of people, but for me, I like that interaction, I like to ask uh, questions to the teachers, so just strictly, you know, online, you know, it's hard to be motivated, but, you know, I guess what keeps you going, what keeps you motivated during this time? Going to college. It's always been, like, (laughs) ever since I was, like, in elementary school, I always thought about going to college. I had a binder that wrote about every career that I was interested in. Like, Mm -hmm. I researched it in detail to know how long you went to college, how much you made, and, like, the satisfaction rate. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of, like, I just want to go be something and do something with my life. Like, I, I saw this YouTube video where they were asking Ivy League students, like, are you here to make a change? Are you here to make money? And initially, like, when I heard that question, I was like... My all my careers options, they're like, okay, I want to make money. Yeah. But then I was like, I look, like you want to do something. I want to change. So I was like, let's be like a neurosurgeon. Let's go to places that 
need help that don't have the funds or the medicine Mm -hmm. and go help them and even like being black in the medical field like there's not a lot of black doctors yeah and then illnesses on like the black skin tone are unknown because everything's judged on like the lighter pale white skin tone yeah so it's like let's go there and make a change and stand up for like the people that are not being set up for yeah like there's a whole big research even when it comes to you know black doctors and how um you know usually like typically white doctors it's hard for them to diagnose pain compared to their you know patients that are of color and so they always kind of assume that you know black people have a high tolerance you know of pain Uh, and it's not on purpose it's just i guess something that you know people just don't think of and so that's why it's important to have, you know, black doctors because you're you can easily diagnose the problem, you're able to listen more, you relate to them. So yeah, I definitely understand where you're coming from. Yeah, I saw this video of a black medical student currently mm-hmm. and they were talking about in their books it says that people of color uh are more tolerant to pain. Yeah. Yeah. Which is not true. We're all human. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But that's kind of one of the misconceptions that we have. So, I guess, uh, you know, you're a teenager in high school. Uh, like, what type of pressures are you dealing with? Um, I, I don't know. I guess, like, my most pressure is, like, college and just making friends mm-hmm. and then socializing. Because when you go to high school, they're telling you, like, peer pressure is, like, so big. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, eh, it's not, like, you don't really get peer pressure to do stuff. You don't feel it? No, like, the most peer pressure I got was to drink orange juice how was that peer pressure <laughs> it's because like i was like no i really didn't want anything to drink and my friends are like okay they're drinking orange juice and like you know how people ask like oh you want orange juice and yeah. like i'm like no and like you want orange juice and i was like okay sure but if it was something else like obviously i'm like no but it's orange juice and like everybody likes orange juice and so I'm, I'm assuming like these are just your friends not just random people yeah these are friends because like random people would be like an obvious no no matter how many times you ask yeah so I mean have you seen other people uh, just kind of going through things I guess like experimenting with drugs or kind of doing all other type of things yeah you see it around like especially in schools mm-hmm. I don't know I guess people they do it like obviously how so like you know those pins uh i think i don't know if it has yeah. whatever it has in it like like, like a vape pen yeah kind of like a vape pen but mm-hmm. i think it has like a different i don't know it's different from a vape it's more okay. closer to like weed yes yeah yeah the oils um, yeah that mm-hmm. people would just smoke those in class in class yeah and they just put they bought the smoke underneath their shirts Wow. And you can, like, smell in the classroom, and people really just don't care. Wow. Like, people, they come to class high, and they'll, like, let you know they're high, too. And it's, like, no one really cares, and it's kind of like, you know. What about the teachers? I mean, are they kind of aware of it, or just kind of oblivious to I'm it? pretty sure, like, if we know and we smell, I'm pretty sure, like, they know. And it's just kind of like, you know, yeah. what can I do about it, though? They kind of think, like, whatever they say, it's, like, it's not going to really make a difference yeah. to change that student's mind. So they try to teach the ones that listen. Mm. which is I think it's like somewhat of a good approach because when you try to focus on like that one student that's not like doing every other student that came here to learn mm-hmm. doesn't get to learn yeah 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 and I mean it's it's I guess it's always really been like that you know I guess probably the difference main difference is you don't really see typically you know students get high in class like through smoking that is you yeah. know you can't you yeah when I was a teenager you wouldn't be able to do that maybe there's other stuff you can do while in class probably like pills and stuff like that I've seen people do that but yeah like yeah getting high in the middle of class with you know the vapes that's wow that's that's hard I have a funny story like my friend and I were coming from lunch Mm -hmm. and she had tic tacs 
and like you know like the like gum or something mm-hmm. and she gave me one and like we just we took him in the hallway and i this girl walked by and i'm pretty sure she thought we took pills because mm. they're just like the regular white tic tacs mm-hmm. so that was that was funny <laughs> so i mean how do you stay away from that pressure like how how are you not tempted to get into that lifestyle because I know, like, that lifestyle ruins, like, my future and my mm-hmm. life. And what's the point of doing it? Like, yeah. what's the satisfaction? You're, like, you're high for, like, five minutes. And then, like, when you come out, it's, like, the world is still there. And, like, the pain that you had before, you still currently have. And despite probably even, like, worse. So, yeah. And also, like, my friends, like, none of us really do that because we're all, like, like, highly driven for, like, success. And even, like, the ones that are not, like, super driven we're just all like super like our personalities are naturally chill yeah so we don't need anything else okay that's good that's good how about when it comes to the guys though because i know the you know the fellow boys you know i know how i was but they're gonna be there to kind of some are gonna be there to like distract you and stuff like that or you may be distracted by their you know looks and stuff like that so how is it for i hate to ask you that but how is the dating life (laughs) um well if you're like a hopeless romantic like me, mm-hmm. dating in high school or dating within the Gen Z generation is not really it because no one does any of like the cute stuff you see on television. Like even Likewise. like the basic stuff, like asking to be your girlfriend, that doesn't happen. People just assume what's you guys. The proce- what's the process like then? It's like you talk, like you text each other uh-huh. and then you like meet up and then, oh, like you hang out a few times and then like you're dating. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they think like they think like the dating is like the relationship, but dating yeah. is you know when you're getting to know each other before you get in a relationship. Yeah. But we kind of like switch that, so yeah. it's it, not. Yeah, it's 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 confusing even as an adult as well. <laughs> that can really get lost in translation because like when you're an adult, the dating is it can be misconstrued as you're dating or you're just getting to know one another, and even then, kind of making it a relationship can you know seem kind of tricky as well uh you know you can't really just assume you have to communicate uh that's a huge thing communication is right there so yeah i I can understand that i can understand so um like how is it with like dating and like social media nowadays like how what's the i don't know i don't want to say the correlation but you know how's that process like like do you meet people through Instagram or anything of that nature when you're dating or well I feel like now kind of you know how people would see you in public and think you're cute and then would ask you like hey you want to go on a date with me mm-hmm. doesn't happen anymore like if someone sees you in public and they think you're cute they may ask like hey what's your snap or they see you online and they just slide into your DMs and like mm-hmm. like a couple pictures and you're kind of like communicating there yeah which is kind of weird but like me personally I don't meet people through the internet I kind of think it's weird Mm-hmm. You know, like, because people could really be fake. Like, I've seen many, many episodes of Catfish. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's likely that oh, people yeah. are fake. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, but, like, I've had friends that meet people through online and find out that they live in our area mm-hmm. and stuff. But it's, like, all the communication is, like, based on the internet. Like, they don't rely on, like, face-to-face interaction. Really? Yeah, so it's, like, you kind of don't get to, like, know that person. Because, you know, when you're talking to someone in person, you have a different vibe mm-hmm. than through text or through Snapchat or whatever. Absolutely. Wow. So, y'all don't really talk on the phone or anything of that nature? I mean, I don't like talking on the phone because I feel like it's kind of weird. Like, when I talk really? on the phone, I pace. I mean, yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> That's normal. <laughs> yeah. 
but that's kind of like for me that was kind of like one of the special things about being a kid and just like doing really weird stuff while you're on the phone uh yeah like there's so many memes i've seen like i i don't want to go into details but yeah it it it, is it's weird yeah but those were some fun times i i remember having just talking on the phone but if you like like someone enough you'd like Mm -hmm. facetime them yeah. And that's kind of like it's very people are like that's a that's a big thing. It is. I I don't know. I mean cuz it's close to having a face to face conversation in front of them. Oh man, I wish I had something like that when I was your age. <laughs> what? FaceTime? Yeah. You, you know, all we had was just the phone and that was a lot, but yeah. But I also feel like people use like social media and phones so much mm-hmm. because a lot of teenagers like their parents are strict like no dating yeah so they just like do it on the phone yeah so then like that way like your parents don't know and then people like to delete stuff when if their parents took their phones Uh, so that's kind of like their how they communicate and they're mm -hmm. like trying to like sneak it through but i don't think it's worth it yeah i guess yeah and i guess that's difficult too for like you know a parent you know and if they're trying to i don't know i don't want to say control but just you know, kind of really monitor and make sure that their kid is, you know, doing okay. Because it's, you know, life can go so far left. And so you kind of want to protect your child. But then, you know, there's certain things that are out of your control, especially with a phone. So mm-hmm. it's like you'll have a lot of freedom. So I guess, like, you know, what, I mean, do you think most teenagers kind of abuse the freedom? Or... I don't know. Uh, like, how is that? Like, uh, do you feel like teenagers of your era, do you think that they're very, like, typically wild because of that freedom? Honestly, not really. I feel like the people that are wild are mm-hmm. because their parents are so strict about their phone use. Mm. Like, I've had friends where their phone would um, lock at soon as got out of school, like, 3 o'clock, their phone would lock, ah. and they couldn't do anything, couldn't text or like even like they like, they couldn't even call their parents on their own phone. Really? Yeah, because like the phone would lock completely. Oh, okay. So they'd have to like use someone else's phone to call their parents and yeah. stuff. And that like them being so strict is what made their kids go out and do other things. Like yeah. people had like their burner phones. <laughs> um, and I don't like I don't get how people like get these. Like they just buy it from kids that sell their own phones and. Yeah, yeah. Like, do prepaid phones still exist? They exist, that, but okay. no one buys them. They, they buy, like, old iPhones ah. and use them as burner phones and hide them so they can, like, still talk to their friends and stuff. But, like, the phone, it's, like, freedom, but it's, like, it's the same way, like, it's kind of not, like, you're not as free as you think you are. How so? Because, like, everything you do is, like, traced, you know? Mm. If whatever you, like, because when you're talking to someone, whatever you say, mm-hmm. if that person doesn't say anything, it's, like, it's just there. Mm. But with the internet, whatever you say, mm-hmm. it's, like, stuck in the cloud in the web like anyone can find if they really wanted to true and it's like you you're constantly monitored by like the internet Mm because you know it has ads that like whatever you google like you get an ad for that and then your parents over here monitoring you too yeah so it's kind of like you know you don't really have freedom and then as a teen like if you have strict parents and you're like you're not allowed to go out like every single day with your friends the internet is what keeps you connected to the world so what type of advice would you have for parents when it comes to just, you know, with the internet, with the phone, social media, like, how should they kind of parent their teenager? What kind of advice would you give? Well, I kind of feel like if you're not as strict on your kid, mm-hmm. they won't be, like, so willing to go out and do stuff. Because they'll be like, yeah, my parents are really light, so they told me not to do this, like, one thing. So, mm-hmm. like, I'm just going to respect them and not do that one thing. Mm-hmm. But then also just really paying attention to your kid. Because they may go to social media because they're not getting, like, the help or the attention they need from their parents. Mm. 
because social media it doesn't really like it's depressing sometimes because you see like everything that you don't have Mm-hmm. And as Absolutely. humans, we always want what we don't have. But even as a teenager, you, you feel that way. Yeah, because, like, say, um, as teens, you know, I can see, like, I go to Elkins, but I can see people at other schools. True. And see whatever, like, they're doing. Yeah. And, like, we're all connected. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, oh, like, oh, they maybe they had a uh, prom Mm-hmm. They like our school didn't have. And we're like, dang, we want a prom or something like that. Oh, okay. Or maybe someone got a car for their birthday, and like you could see that you didn't get a car, and you're over here comparing lives. Yeah. When it's really like you really wouldn't care. Yeah. Like if it wasn't like right in front of your face. Yeah. So it seems like everyone's bragging in front of your face, but no one's actually bragging. It's just like right there at your hands. Yeah. You know, and I guess everybody's just kind of sharing. You know. Yeah. But yeah, wow. I didn't think about that, because I guess you know, as a teenager, you kind of don't have too many desires well I can't say that you know I guess when I was a teenager I felt like I was deprived probably when it became as when it came as far as like clothes and stuff like that or shoes Mm -hmm. oh man like I always wanted uh just like how big air forces were back then and I'll I'll show my age the fat farm shoes and stuff like that like so there was lots of stuff that I was deprived of so Mm -hmm. I felt that just in school and you know where I was going and how people dress so I can only imagine when you see it on social you know that type of pressure or yeah I guess you I wouldn't well I don't know if you want to call it pressure but yeah just that big desire that you want to have yeah it kind of amplifies it a little bit yeah but like most of the time like you see it for that moment and it's like Mm -hmm. oh that'd be cool but then after a while you're like "Mm, yeah it's really not my thing so how do you stay focused then Mm. It's kind of a lot of just, you know, staying in tune, like, with yourself mm-hmm. in your life. Because social media is not your life. Or it's not even their life. It's just the highlights of their life. Yeah. So, like, the highlight of your life, maybe you have, like, a lot of friends. Or you have, like, a few friends that you have great relationships with. That's going to beat their car or whatever they have. Mm-hmm. Because that's, like, something material. Like, that's something that, like, you can get that eventually. But that friendship, that's never promised. Mm-hmm. Like, you may not ever have that connection with someone that you have, and someone else may want that. So, and also, someone's always jealous of the life you have. Yeah. So, are you reluctant to share things on Instagram, uh, knowing that, you know, people are looking at your life and... Well, I wouldn't say I was, like, reluctant. I just don't really post on there because I don't really care for social media. It's Mm -hmm. not my favorite. Like, I only use it now because I have a podcast. But before then, like, I post, like, a pic every three years. Oh, wow. So, and I don't really, you know, people meet you, they're like, oh, do you have Instagram? And here at it, I don't ever ask that. And if people just say, do you have Instagram? I'm just like, I don't really use it or whatever. So if you add me on that, you know, probably never communicate with you on there. Because mm-hmm. it's not, like, important to me. Because, you know, like, I like talking to people and, like, having that interaction instead of being online. Because you are you lack, like, a big complex to life if you're just, like, focusing on the internet. Mm-hmm. It's never been my main focus. Okay. Yeah, that's a good perspective to have. Um, so, I guess, uh, what are some, what would you say are like some double standards for teens? Because I know on your podcast, you kind of went about that on an episode, uh, one of your most recent episodes, I want to say, about double standards when it came to kids. And I remember, you know, that's where I first learned about the pink tax. I had no idea about that. Um just kind of oblivious to it because... And, you know, kind of what you say with that is, like, the products of the males and the females are completely different, you know. And I don't even, you know, go to, when I go to the store, I don't look at, you know, the female body wash or anything of that nature. So I never compare it. I just, you know, have a one-track mind, and I go to get what I get. So 
uh, kind of with that perspective, can you kind of touch on that? Yeah, well, like, when it comes to just, like, life in general, we're kind of all just focused on ourselves. Mm-hmm. But, like, when you, like, zoom out a little bit, especially, like, in the male and female products, if you notice, like, all the men's products are, like, the browns and the blacks and stuff, mm-hmm. and all the women's products are, like, the whites and the pinks, like, the pastel colors. Mm-hmm. And I saw, like, this video where the guy's like, well, we want these nice colors and stuff, too. <laughs> And it's kind of like they just think that the woman or like the female perspective likes these like amazing colors. Mm -hmm. But it's like also like, you know, black's a great color and it's also like cheaper to make and buy. Mm -hmm. So like that would make our products cheaper. But Uh, like all the men's products are cheaper and they don't consider even like doing like the pinks and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Also, like one of my favorite things, uh, one of my favorite episodes, not things, but one of my favorite things that you said on the episode, let me say it like that. Um... it was like the standard of beauty. And I remember you, you talked about that. And one of the special things that I thought you said is like when you're describing like beautiful things about a person, you're saying how someone's morals were like very beautiful. And, you know, I really like that because I think a lot of us really typically forget that, uh, especially now uh, when we're constantly, you know, see, you know, we constantly look at images. Mm-hmm. So it's always like the outer part of somebody so you know i guess when it comes to uh beauty as a teenager like i guess what do teenagers find nowadays like what are y'all typically attracted to well usually like as teenagers most people are shallow which Mm -hmm. i guess like as a teen it's kind of like excusable because you know you're young like if you're going to be shallow it's now is like the time Mm -hmm. and like most people their insides are kind of ugly too (laughs) like (laughs) they don't have good personalities or good attentions yeah but, like, the people that you do find, which are usually, like, your friends, like, when you describe your friends, you don't describe them from the outside. Mm-hmm. You describe them from the inside out. Yeah. And so, like, when you're interested in someone, you should describe them from the inside out. Mm-hmm. And, like, your standards and, like, what you want should be from the inside out, not from, like, oh, I want someone that's tall, dark, and handsome. Mm-hmm. You know, you feel like I want someone that's, like, charming and respectful. Mm-hmm. And I know that, like, some of my friends are like that. They're like, yeah, I want someone that's charming and respectful. But it's because, like, you have to, like like someone just for like their outer appearance to know that it's not good anymore and you just like learn from your own mistakes mm. but i feel like there's no you can't like just jump to like liking someone for like the inside yeah you're gonna have to learn that like you know you can't just be shallow all the time like like, like for the outside because no like if you have someone that's smart and respectful they're automatically gonna become beautiful to you yeah absolutely and then beauty is like in the eye of the beholder absolutely and so everyone's gonna find you ugly and i mean <laughs> like not everyone but not everyone. <laughs> someone's gonna find you ugly and someone's gonna find you beautiful so it shouldn't matter yeah it's all about that self-confidence and so you know speaking about self-confidence uh with you being you know a young black lady you know what are some things that you know help that you do to help build your confidence and also sometimes you feel like less confident within this world nowadays it's kind of like that builds my confidence is you know reflecting on myself and mm-hmm. all my accomplishments everything that i do because it's easy just to compare yourself to like another person to see like you know like ranking yourself and how confident you are or how like much you can do mm-hmm. so it's kind of like just focusing on yourself that's like the only way i think to build confidence yeah and then, like, when you feel, like, less confident, it's kind of more so, like, when you're comparing yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, when I compare myself to other people, especially when, like, the natural hair movement kind of, like, went out, like, to its peak. Yeah. It was more for people that had, like, you know, the visibly, like, like curly hair that you could, like, pull and it'll spring back up. Yeah. And so everyone, like, tighter hair is kind of, like, you know, that's not what we're talking about. Like, we'll come back to you, like, later. <laughs> 
so it's kind of like that was an adjustment and also just not knowing how to do your own hair it's kind of weird oh so you had problems with that as well yeah because like i knew how to do like i could do a white person's hair like that oh wow and it's just like i didn't even know like i knew how to do it until like you know you're doing your friend's hair and like they have hair and like and you can do it but when your own hair like i don't know oh wow because as a kid like um my grandma used to like just like braid my hair up or like you know the hot comb which mm-hmm. is that's old now but the hot comb yeah and um i get my hair just braided you know so really never did anything with my natural hair mm-hmm. but like on television you see all the time like you know the shampoos and the the shiny hair and then even like on television they're just brushing and braiding each other's hair and so like now you know how to do that for mm-hmm. like someone else but you don't know how to do it for yourself wow well how was that process i mean do i guess well I'm, it's probably just easy because you can probably just go on youtube and kind of search it yourself mm-hmm. but yeah wow i think i kind of dealt with something like that you know when i was a kid you know just growing up in the suburbs you know especially in my neighborhood like there was only like literally like a handful of people like five black families in a neighborhood that was like a hundred people or more so it was definitely yeah definitely different uh you know not always being surrounded by you know people who have the same texture as hair as you and stuff like that so yeah yeah that's crazy um what are some mental health experiences that teen has um i would say more like depression Mm -hmm. but i think because all like mental health experiences and illnesses they're all like normal Mm-hmm. But, like, it's at, like, a peak, and I feel like more teens are, like, depressed probably because of social media. But it's also, like, people think, like, depression is, like, a trend. So you can't tell, like, people that are actually depressed versus people that are not. Mm-hmm. But then also, like, people, like, teens were just, like, hurt. And I don't know if it's, like, just because, you know, we have the internet and social media that, like, teens are disconnected from their parents. Mm-hmm. So they feel like, like you know maybe like their worth is like less than because their parents just don't show them like the love and affection or just like the time mm. to be with their kids because they're like you know my kid will always be around you know yeah. i just gotta do this now like this is more important but like really your kids like feelings are more important yeah and like teens are really like overlooked with their mental health because no one Absolutely. really is like if a teen says like oh i'm struggling they're just like okay that's probably being a teenager you know like move on yeah and it's really like more than that and you like I don't know like I want to say like middle school like the start of middle school you start seeing people going through certain things and you're just kind of like saying they're like helping them because you know like they probably have told their parents this and their parents just don't help or I don't want to say don't care but just don't think it's as important because like you're a teenager you go through things yeah. you know it's just part of life yeah. but then also at a certain point it's more you know just something that you should maybe like talk to someone about mm-hmm. and they end up talking to their friends and so even if you don't experience something like mental health personally Mm -hmm. you like you're over there being like your friend's therapist or like just like that supportive shoulder so you get like all of their like baggage and experience it goes on like you yeah and you kind of you have all this information that you don't know what to do with it Mm -hmm. it's like do you tell someone because like all your like you have friends that are like suicidal you don't know are they actually suicidal or they're doing this for attention but whatever you have to be there like if it's real or fake just to be there for them and to support them because like their parents don't know about this or their parents like because some parents are really judgy mm-hmm. and it's like because you're a parent and you want the best for your kid yeah so you're just gonna judge them without trying to be judgy but yeah and so your kid doesn't want to like talk to you or talk to their friends yeah and so really if you talk to your kid's friends you probably learn a lot about your kid yeah yeah absolutely why do you think 
people typically fake, you know, mental health issues when that's like a very serious issue, especially now. You know, we're being brought more aware of these things. So, you know, what makes people fake that? I think it's more of like getting the parents' attention other than mm. like, because people may want to get like their fellow peers' attention, but yeah. it's mostly not that. It's mostly just like, you know, I need my parents to like see me, you know, I'm mm-hmm. struggling, I need help. And it may not be as like advanced as I'm making it, mm-hmm. but it's like, I need you to see it now. And if it's like normally, I'm not going to see it. But I know like some people with mental health illnesses, they don't want it to be like seen. Mm-hmm. They kind of like want it to be, you know, like I'm normal, like I'm fine. But it's like, you know, if you have a mental health issue, that's normal too. Like, you can tell people about it, like, it's okay. But I get, like, keeping your private life private. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I guess I can only imagine as far as, like, a parent how scary that is because, you know, like, mental health is a real issue. Like, I remember even, like, a friend of mine, uh, she has, you know, a kid. And, like, within the past three months, two of her kid's friends, like, committed suicide. Mm -hmm. You know, so just someone faking it, you know. It's just very hard because it's, it's a very real thing, you know, even just, you know, when I was younger. I remember, you know, I think I even talked about that on my first episode. I'm not sure if I did, but just talking to, uh, you know, my fellow friends and stuff like that. I say my fellow friends. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, just talking to my friends about that. And, you know, I talked to people who wanted to commit suicide. Um, you know, I remember even talking to some, you know, trying to talk someone down from even trying to hurt someone like really bad and stuff like that. So it's it's, it's hard. Not, yeah. Like you said, it's hard to really kind of go to your parents about that. Um, I guess for the parents, you know, is there any advice that you may have to where they can kind of be more proactive about their child to make sure they're not going through anything? I think it's kind of just paying attention to their kids. Gotcha. So I feel like a lot of parents, they say like they are paying attention, mm-hmm. but it's kind of like you're asking your kids stuff where they shouldn't have to tell you. And then there's some things that you can't just like say with words. So what are they not seeing? Like, what are some of the stuff like, cause you say paying attention. And so, you know, they may have this perception that they know their child, but of course, you know, yeah. everyone has secrets. So it's just like, you know, what are some things? Well, yeah. it, I feel like it'd be different for every like teen, obviously, cause Correct, you know, that's right how your kids act with their friends and how they act with like around you is different Mm -hmm. but i feel like a parent should see like their the shift in your kids like behavior a little bit even for Mm -hmm. the tiny things like you may think it's tiny but Mm -hmm. i think you should like make a mental note about it Mm -hmm. and then ask your kid but i wouldn't say directly because you know if people are struggling they're probably not gonna tell you like directly that like oh i'm struggling yeah and then some parents like just ask their kid like hey are you like struggling with mental illness and it's like (laughs) yeah that's not gonna work you know and like sometimes parents are too like they just want you to tell them yeah like they want to get it over with it's like they're always in a rush yeah but it's like your kid you should like just look out for them yeah you know and sometimes not using your words like Mm. if your kid is struggling maybe saying like you know, let's go get some ice cream or, you know, let you want to watch a movie or, you know, or maybe like having that quality maybe like, time. Yeah. Quality time. Okay. Cause you know, some like stuff comes from like just struggling to make friends at school. Mm. Cause I remember in elementary school, like I switched schools and I had like no friends. I came home to my mom. I was like, I hate going to school. Yeah. And then this is like, it's kind of embarrassing now, but I went to like mostly white schools. Yeah. So I came home to my mom. I was like, mom, I need a brown friend. <laughs> and it was like because I was like my first black friend ever yeah because like I went to all these white schools and like me and the black kids like we just never got along together mm. because you know like I was always like the Oreo or whatever yeah 
and it's kind of like you know like oh you're whitewashed or you're white that's what they're saying but you know you're black you know yeah like i we still have the same experiences yeah yeah it's just that experience i i understand what you mean yeah i went to predominantly you know white school for a long time as well and then you know became more of a mixture which was really good too uh but yeah i can only yeah i know that experience and uh, like disconnection yeah people still don't get it even now Mm -hmm. like people always say like oh you talk white Mm -hmm. but i'm like i'm just using correct grammar yeah yeah yeah. and it's that's like that shouldn't you know we should think and be like think before you speak sometimes yeah because when people say that i'm always like why do you say that yeah like what am i supposed to sound like yeah i don't know people (laughs) i don't know it doesn't make sense to be honest with you It, it doesn't make sense i guess they just feel like you know you look like them but don't sound like them but it's even like that you know even if you know we're in the south and probably someone from new york or boston talks completely different than us so i don't know i i really have no reason or no explanation as far as that but yeah i understand i understand what you mean well, I want to thank you very much for uh, for being here. Uh, and everybody, you know, please follow her on Spotify or, you know, go ahead and plug yourself in, yeah, actually. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, any place you want to see your podcast on, probably there. Mm-hmm. It's 13H Eyes. And at Instagram, it's at 13H Eyes underscore. TikTok is also 13H Eyes. <laughs> you know, go support. Yes, go support. Make sure you uh, follow, like, and subscribe. And all right, y'all have a good one.